and welcome back to my eighth episode of Discussing Forensics Cases. I'm here with eight times in a row, the one and only Jana Maddox. Jana Maddox. And today we're here to discuss the case of Jeffrey MacDonald. So the case starts out, um, a former Green Beret Army, Dr. Jeffrey MacDonald, was convicted of murder of his pregnant doctor? wife. He was a doctor. He was a physician. This is the one case I have no idea any of this, about any of this. I had four people this week. I had the, um, Jeffrey McDonald. I had this guy from down Atlanta who used to kill kids. The Central Park Five. Mm -hmm. And then this, uh, like, guy who was, like, in college. He was really smart. Just started randomly killing people out Hmm. of the blue. So, well, this week is based on fiber analysis, so. All these cases have something to do with fiber on it. So, he was convicted of murdering his pregnant wife and two daughters. He was a green bear. Do you know what that is? Green beret? Yeah. Soldier? Yeah, but, like, top tier. Top like, tier. Fighting, well, if he's a physician, like, can, yeah, probably. Can fight people. Can, oh! Can fight people. So, if I can get down here. Jeffrey McDonald was born on October 12th of 1943 in New York City. Okay, so he's he old. Phys- yeah, so he was a physician. He was also a green bear. So, he was really good. He was just a good good dude not a good dude not a good but dude but like, like he was smart too he's smart and physically capable so on february 16th mcdonald took his daughters out that day and returned home to get ready for bed mcdonald had changed into a pair of blue pajamas which is essential okay so that's probably gonna be a blue fiber yeah <laughs> and put his two kids to sleep yeah put them to sleep <laughs> So, McDonald and his wife, Colette, had sat on the couch that night watching television together before Colette decided to go to the bed and McDonald fell asleep on the couch in the living room. Okay. So, at 3.42 a.m. on February 17th, McDonald had called 911 reporting that him and his wife and his children were all involved in stabbing. Police had showed up and made their way to the back of the house where they discovered the screen door closed and the door to the back door wide open. So their screen door was closed, but their back door was open. No, I mean, screen door shuts automatically, so I mean. Mm-hmm. So, when they went in, Colette was discovered on the master bedroom floor. Both forearms were broken, and she was stabbed 21 times. How are her forearms broken? <laughs> he did. That would take two hands to do that. If he had a knife in one hand, how did he do that? I don't know. So... And she was stabbed 21 times in the chest with an ice pick and 16 times in the neck. Mm, ice pick. That reminds me of that one dude. Laying beside her was Jeffrey facing down alive but wounded. So he was stabbed in the chest also. But So he stabbed himself. Hold on, hold on. Their five-year-old daughter had been hit in the head repeatedly and stabbed in the neck. That's so sad. Their two-year-old daughter had been stabbed 33 times. Two-year-old? With her uh, baby bottle still in her mouth. Don't. Don't even. That's so sad. She's also pregnant. That's the same age as uh, the Chris Watts kids. Oh, shoot. It's about the same age. So, this is the fun part. Put on the headboard of McDonald's bed was the word pig written in Colette's blood. Yep. This dude is sociopathic. Do you know where this comes from? What? Charles Manson's murders. His cults. How they would do that. Mm-hmm. That's where they got the idea. So, McDonald was taken to the hospital, but his wounds were not uh, fatal enough. 
and was released nine days after. So, McDonald took, told the Army investigators that his family was attacked by a group of hippies, including a woman in a floppy hat, who were chanting, Acid is groovy, kill the pigs. I'm sorry, but that's just... The acid is groovy part is... Yeah, it's a little bit. But he got released nine days later. Yeah, nine days. What a coward. Couldn't stab himself enough. That doesn't doesn't match the 30 stab wounds on the two-year-old, 20 stab wounds on the wife, and getting stabbed in the neck with the other one. Why why didn't he... He only got stabbed one time. Why? And then they wrote pig. Pig usually goes for men. Why wouldn't they have been more angry at the man? I don't know. They said later that they made it like a like a scenario while on the charge of why he did that. He said he got mad and they, they were fighting. A two-year-old? A two-year-old. No, they killed the children because because they were witnesses. Even though they were in their bedroom. So he wasn't gonna kill the kids? No, he, um... So the little, the like five-year-old walked in the room because they heard them fighting. Yeah. Saw his mama dead. Killed the five-year-old. And was like, gotta kill the other one. Monty... Gotta kill the two year old. Why did he decide to even kill the wife? I think they were fighting. They had an argument. Jeez. So, McDonald had claimed that there was three males and a woman. Investigators recovered the murder weapon just outside the back door. It was a kitchen knife, an ice pick, and a long piece of wood with two blue fibers attached with blood. But out of all the evidence, was wiped clean of fingerprints. Well, I mean. The wood thing was what had blue on it? Yeah. I think that was the one where they beat. Beat. No. beat the, and yeah. he didn't get beat, did he? No. Like so, that. that's that's how they knew. At first, I didn't believe it was him. But as I got further into it, it uh-huh. started to, like, add up. Investigators studied the physical evidence. McDonald's story started to become more unbelievable. They found very little evidence to support that he was saying... McDonald was trained in unarmed combat and had told investigators that he struggled with fighting the hippies, but his living room showed no sign of fighting for his life. Uh, makes sense in the broken four homes. So, it only showed a few signs of struggle, the coffee table being knocked on the side and a flower pot had fallen on the floor. So, he probably fought her before and that's how she broke her forearms. That makes sense. When McDonald's neighbors were questioned about any noises, they said that they... Heard no sounds in the early hours, but Colette shouting in a loud, angry voice. Mm. So, by the end of February, FBI had discontinued their search for the four intruders. So, this is the point now where they're starting to... They're like, dude, it's him. Mm. It's not done. While the investigators... While investigating, they found no fibers from McDonald's torn pajamas in the living room where he had claimed his shirt was torn from the struggle against the intruders. Mm-hmm. However, fibers from his top was found underneath Colette's body and in the bedroom of both the daughters. They had even found a fiber underneath one of the daughter's fingernails. Eek. They also found one of the daughter's bloods on the pajama tops, even though McDonald had claimed he was not wearing the pajama top in their room. That's a, that's an oofy. That's sus. No blood or fingerprints were found on the telephone McDonald had claimed he'd used to call for help. How are all these things not having fingerprints even though they live in the house? Like, people are going to touch the phone. Wiped clean. He wiped it. Why would he wipe the phone clean if he's like, oh, I, I called him. That's not suspicious. What do you call him when you're like, when you overdo something? 
He was overdoing it. Mm. Makes uh, sense. Yeah, they also found Colette's blood in one of the daughter's room, although all three victims were in three different rooms. Blood evidence had indicated that one of the daughters had been attacked as she was entering the parents' room, but investigators questioned why the intruder would carry her back to her own bedroom and continue with their attack. A blood-stained surgical glove was found beneath the headboard where the blood written on the wall was found. The glove was identical to the medical supplies that McDonald had kept in his family kitchen. Mm-hmm. This man obviously did it. Obviously. I mean... On April 6, 1970, the Army investigators interrogated McDonald and accused him of murdering his family. When investigators asked McDonald to submit a polygraphic test to prove he was telling the truth, he agreed. But by the time the appointment had been arranged, he refused to submit any testing. That right there, I hate it when people are like, yeah, I do it. And then when it comes Mm -hmm. around, they're like, no. On May 1st, the Army had formally charged McDonald with the murder of his family. So then on October 13th, 1970, the charges against McDonald were dismissed as insignificant evidence and received an honorable discharge from the Army and moved to New York where he briefly worked as a doctor before moving to Long Beach, California. That's not the end of the story. Better not be. It's not. But I do think that was kind of weird. Because he moved to California. No, he moved to New York. Where he worked as something. And then he went to Long Beach, California, where he worked as an ER. He worked in the ER. Yeah. Okay. What's the rest? So then on... April 30th, 1974, Colette's mother and stepfather had traveled to North Carolina and requested a grand jury investigation on the case, believing that MacDonald was very inconsistent with his stories. Because he was like, he was famous, kind of. He was brought in, he was on talk shows talking about it. And then, actually the family was behind him, supported his innocence, until they started to realize that his stories were not adding up. Mm. How they were changing. So, then on January 24th, 1975, the federal grand jury in Raleigh, North Carolina indicts McDonald on three counts of murder. And then on July 19th, 1979, the murder trial began at the federal courthouse in Raleigh, North Carolina. How is he getting charged? uh, Double jeopardy. How is he getting charged trials? Double jeopardy. Oh, the first time he wasn't, they just really, they didn't didn't do a trial. They just dropped the case. Makes sense. So then, um, mm-hmm. so then on August 29th, 1979, McDonald was found guilty of first degree murder of his wife and second degree murder of his two daughters. He was sentenced to three life terms in prison where I think he's currently still serving. Good. He tried, I think he tried to get a, a repeal back in a couple years ago, but it didn't happen. You know, three lot, the reason why they do like three life sentences? Uh, a life sentence is like 20 years. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I thought a life sentence was just till you're dead. No. It's like 20, 30, 40 years, somewhere around there. It depends. Oh. That's why people get like three or four life sentences. Oh. Well, that defeats the whole purpose of a life sentence. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, no. That's ridiculous. Okay. He should have been uh, sent to the gallows. What's that? Getting hanged. Oh. I was thinking of the guillotine. No, that's too easy. That's you know, too quick of a death for him. So is hanging. 
Hanging is not. He has to sit there and uh, struggle for a bit. And I'm not talking about the quick hanging where it breaks their neck and then they die. I'm just talking like let them down slowly. Could you find a way to let me down slowly? Stop. Not Tom. <laughs> okay. So, the legal outcome, he was found guilty on three counts of murder and sentenced to life. Where he say, he's still alive. He's 77 years old. But at first, I didn't believe it was him. Of course the army didn't. Of course they didn't. Of course the military wouldn't do that. You know, the military courts are so dumb. They constantly... The amount of women that are raped and sexually assaulted in the military and never get any justice is ridiculous. Like, it's a massive amount of women just because the courts won't, won't, won't accuse anybody. Sorry. I have a bit of an Dad, opinion on the military court. Um, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. And women that have gone missing and murdered. Yeah. Missing? Yeah, whenever, uh, a lot of times there's been different cases where women start having, um, you know, intimate relationships or non-consensual into intimate relationships with their superiors, mm-hmm. and then they'll just go missing. They'll just go missing. I think one of their bodies was found recently. Something like that. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. That's why I don't really like military courts. Oh, Okay. So it wasn't surprising that they just let them off. They don't care about a two-year-old and a five-year-old. Okay, well, it's been a on. It's been a trend. All right. So, wrapping this up. Why do you think this case is famous? Why do you think it's famous? Because it's so sickening. So sickening. The fact that he would do that. And of course, the military negligence. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta expect that. I'm sorry. And then um, and then the fibers, of course. Yeah, fibers. <laughs> oh, yeah, the fibers. Yeah, the fibers. Yeah, the fibers. So, I think this case is famous because the suspect was very smart. Cause he, he was not smart. Because he was a physician, and he was a green beret. Acid is groovy. That... Oh. I mean... I mean, it could. It is the 70s. So, he was a green beret, which means he could fight. Also, the charges were dropped against him, and most people believed his innocence. So, when he was convicted of murder, it brought a big shock to everybody, because like a lot of people were like, were like all for him being innocent. Mm-hmm. So idiots, idiots. <laughs> well, okay. This is one of those cases where you know, I really can't say, because I don't know. Because it- you, you can't say. You can't say, after all the evidence, all the evidence, you think three, four hippies walked into someone's random house and said, acid is groovy, let's stab these kids. No, that's not what happened. No, that's fake. He did it just because of the Charles, Charles Manson murders. And he was like, oh, let me get away with this. Well, he still has, he still holds his innocence, like no matter what. Of course he is. Most people do. A lot of the people that go to the, uh, get sentenced to execution, they saw their innocence. You know who shouldn't be holding up their innocence? Who? OJ. He, he barely is. Oh my gosh, he even wrote a book. That's last week's episode. How I would have done it, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's how I would have done it. How I would have done it. He's basically You know what would have been funny it. if he wrote that book and it, the only words on it was... I did it. I did it. <laughs> it's just the rest of the pages are empty except it, for one word. I did it. It's just like, look at the case. That's how I did it. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> okay. So, that's it for this episode. Um, if you enjoyed it, thank you. 
and uh, I'll see you in the next week's episode. Mm -hmm. See ya.